Welcome to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast with Rick Fox. We're here to talk about the industry with some of its biggest influencers. From technology, trends, and current events, if it's happening in insurance, you'll hear about it here. Make sure to tune in every week and join in on the conversation with us on social media at Vertifor. And now, here's Rick Fox. Welcome back to another episode of the Vertifor Insurance Podcast, the VIP. I'm the host, Rick Fox. And before we get started with today's guest, who I am extremely excited to talk to, uh, I, I just want to make sure everyone is aware that going to our website, vertifor.com, under resources tab, click on the podcast link and subscribe because we are starting a new thing where we're adding bonus content and sending other stuff out to the people that are subscribed on our website. Uh, so very important that you do that. It's the only way you'll get this additional information and some of it is going to be kind of, um, I'm excited about it. It's going to be pretty cool. Also, obviously, uh, subscribe at, at wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow me on LinkedIn and because I'm always sharing not only good comp, uh, good information about the podcast, but other content as well. So uh, with, with all the housekeeping out of the way, without any further ado, I am extremely excited to have Tom Super on today. Tom is the head of PNC Insurance at JD Power. So most of us know JD Power as, you know, the cool trophies that uh, are given to the best car in the class or all of this stuff, but they have an entire department on insurance and Tom runs it. And when I got this opportunity, I was already excited to have this conversation. We had a, a call yesterday to sort of tee it up and now I'm even more excited. Tom, welcome to the show. So glad to have you here, my man. Hey, Rick, how you doing? Thanks for having I'm, me. I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing really good. I'm doing good because you're here with me. Um, <laughs> well, I appreciate so, that. So I, I do want to tee this up kind of in the, in a, the format that we would normally do, which is what, how did Tom Super get to this position? What's that journey look like? And how did you end up as the head of PNC insurance at JD Power? I want, I want to hear the story. <laughs> well, appreciate that, Rick. Yeah, uh, certainly not linear. Um, I've uh, been with JD Power now for about three years. I, I lead their insurance practice, property and casualty insurance practice. Uh, just, yeah, great experience. They, JD Power, you know, is one of those names that is familiar with consumers from the trophy standpoint, as you mentioned, but within the industry, we work with all the top 20 insurance carriers. We've been supporting them with the voice of the consumer insights around their uh, insurance uh, consumers, and we've been doing that for several decades now. So, so I was director of uh, strategy with Farmers Insurance. I was a client of JD Power for a number of years uh, out there in Los Angeles in your old uh, stopping grounds. Yep, yep. Uh, and and, and, uh, and I, at the point of recording, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. We're going to get this thing up, but at the point of this recording, the my Lakers start the finals tonight. They are start, <laughs> and my Dodgers start the playoffs tonight as well. I've got my DVR set. I'm ready to go. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Now I got no, distracted. I mean, we got to get we got to get the priorities straight. So I'm, <laughs> go ahead. I'm Tom. originally a Chicago guy, so my Cubs are playing. I think they're okay. playing now during this recording, just to show how much I appreciate our partnership. Here. Thank right. you. We, that that means a lot because I guarantee you this would not be happening if the Laker game was on right now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and then uh, I did a strategy consulting. That was my first foray into insurance. So I've been in the industry for about 15 years and. 
uh, yeah, really, really happy to kind of bring forward some of the insights that we've been uh, doing around uh, around consumer sentiment, especially in light of everything that's happened around COVID. So happy to have a conversation today. Yeah, and and again, thank you so much for doing this. And what why I think it's so great is that Tom, the difference between me and Tom is that I talked to a few agencies, actually I talked to quite a few agencies, uh, and I get sort of a uh, anecdotal, topical information about what's going on either at the agency level with relationships to carriers with the world and as it relates to the pandemic. Uh, and I can sort of then form my opinions. Tom's got like, I just picture you sitting at this desk with like data and like four computer screens and all the stuff that, so, so when Tom speaks, we need to all listen because this is from not a few or even a couple dozen conversations. This is with thousands and thousands of people that, that, are, that, are, that are part of this entire search and surveying and resource that Tom brings. So I kind of want br to break this down into four sort of topics. The topic one is kind of, you know, I, I don't want to always be talking about this, but it is in the mind's eye right now, COVID and what, what you know about it. Uh, I want to talk about consumer trends. I also want to talk about the direct uh, situation, direct writers, and how that relates to uh, not only the world, but it's specifically as it relates to independent agents. And then I want to talk about that relationship between carriers and agents and the, and the amount of support that, that's out there and what needs to be done. So those are kind of my four topics. Uh, you good with that, Tom? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, good. So let's a lot let's to cover, but let, let's do what we can. Let's do it. Let, we'll get it. We'll get it in. And 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 I'm, I want to start with COVID because it, COVID nineteen, obviously the the biggest thing that's happening with so many things happening right now in the world. But um, I want to talk about how that relates to us and how that relates to us as an industry. Um, so I'm just going to say, tell me about COVID and what you've what you've learned, what you know, what's going on out there. Yeah, I appreciate that, Rick. And yeah, against the backdrop, we do, we talk to over a half a million auto insurance consumers every year. Wow. Um, uh, so we do a lot of data collection. One of the things that we've been doing since the pandemic began in, in early March, we did a, we've done a targeted survey and we do it on a biweekly basis out to consumers to get their sentiment around the crisis and about their feelings around auto insurance. So, uh, and how it's being impacted and some really interesting uh, insights are beginning to emerge. Uh, one of the things that we've done in, in, is launch this analysis in partnership with Cambridge Mobile Telematics along with TransUnion. They're able to bring in some third-party data sets to, to validate some of the insights that we're seeing. And, and one of the really interesting emerging uh, takeaways has been that mobility has now returned uh, to pre-COVID levels. Mm -hmm. uh, we had seen it bottom out in, in early April. It was about 55% of, of normal miles driven. But what's interesting is even though the amount of miles have returned to normal, how consumers are traveling and the amount of miles is very different. Uh, things like, as one would expect, decrease in uh, certain times a day, like congestion hours are down. So you're yeah. seeing things around like UBI technologies that decrease in hard braking, which is uh, often happens during those, those congestion hours. And we're seeing a lot of you know, off-peak hour increase in driving, people going to grocery stores, going 
to to local uh, kind of networks that they've set up. And the other interesting aspect around it is that we also monitor what we call contact index, which is basically how much clustering that you're getting among consumers. And that remains, uh, it continues to remain uh, pretty far apart in terms of social distancing. So people are adhering to that. There's driving, but people are not congregating in the same Yeah, area. that's good. Uh, so that's one of the really interesting things is that, yeah, you know, miles are not back, but it's it certainly has uh, created a new norma, at least for the interim, uh, around what, how we're seeing driving behaviors. And it'll be interesting if you and I had this conversation in a year to see if that now is is just the new normal. Like, do we go back? Do we revert back, or does it sort of stay at this new? Uh, it, my mind would be like, hey, it's uh, it's a Wednesday. Let's go out to dinner tonight, and let's try a cool restaurant that's fourteen miles away. Now we're like, eh, we should probably just stay home. <laughs> it, it. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it, it's just those kind of things. It just it's just different than it used to be, and. It, yeah. It's interesting to hear that that not only did that happen, but that, that, that there's such a change in it. Okay, yeah, talk no. to me about um, the premium relief and everything that was going on at the carrier level as it related, and then how that related back to the consumers and their and what maybe their expectations and their satisfaction. Yeah, what's interesting is that the the big premium relief efforts that have been made by the industry, I think it was started with Allstate, others had followed shortly thereafter, accumulated to over $10 billion in premium relief, really have had little to no effect in terms of customer loyalty. And hmm, really? One of, the, one of the reasons why we see that, and this is something that you know we ask in a number of different ways, um, you know, in terms of their shopping behavior and willingness to shop, that all is, has been unimpacted by, by, by those efforts. One of the things that the, that the industry has done a very poor job, which we, we kind of point to as one of the factors, is that the majority of consumers, 56%, are even aware of the relief actions that were taken by the industry. So wow. they've done a very poor job of messaging the fact that they were taking these actions. So, you know, things that we had seen and verbatims by customers and others is, you know, we, we received something in the mail, we didn't we didn't know if it was temporary, how did it connect back to to COVID and all these things. So customers weren't really making a, a connection there between the, the actions of the carriers and, and the relief that they were receiving. The other thing that really has emerged is that consumers are now making a much greater connection between miles driven and the premiums that they receive. Uh, you know, because what's, which has driven an increased interest in telematics. You know, if you think about it, people are being affected by this crisis very differently. You know, we're all you know doing this podcast remotely. Um, people are working from home. A lot of people aren't you know driving you know in the same way that they did before, and in their vehicles you know maybe sit more idle than it than it had yeah. in the past. And why should I be paying the premiums that I had before if I'm not driving as much? And so consumers are making that greater connection, especially you know in, in light of a crisis, which is people really putting a premium around a value and savings. So those are all things that really have, you know, kind of merged as highlights from, from this impact, uh, from, the, uh, from the relief efforts is that, you know, uh, the, the va value around loyalty really hasn't materialized as, as the carriers had hoped. Well, and I wonder if part of that is, you know, on purpose, like, hey, we, to we told you about that and they weren't, weren't as like loud as they were with say maybe the Geico is with their commercials. 
uh, on television that I, some of them I just absolutely love. Uh, the, the John Stamos one recently is <laughs> making me laugh. But, right, but right. and I think the other thing is to your, it, I can validate your point is I have friends that, that have, you know, I'm sort of their insurance lean on guy uh, because of my background. And it's like, why would I be paying the same amount? And I haven't, my car hasn't come out of the garage in three months. Like when I was living in California that, you know, that, that no one was going anywhere. And so I think it starts to get you thinking in a different way. So that is very interesting. And as our agency people are listening into this, that's something to be very aware of and have maybe even, I mean, I, I would say having those conversations with your customers is the right thing to do. Uh, like, hey, do you not drive 17 miles to work each day anymore? Should we be looking at something as it relates to your, your you know, are, are you under 10,000 miles a year now? And you were 20, we had you as 20 because you were all over the place. Something like that where there's, there's opportunity there for, for you to separate. And I think what I love about the stuff that we're hearing from Tom is these are all nuggets that you can use to make, to differentiate yourself from your competitors, whether that be the other independent agent down the road, whether that be the directs online or the, the, you know, Tom's ex company farmers and the, and the, uh, and the captives, whoever that is finding little nuggets throughout this very difficult time of ways to differentiate, differentiate yourself could be a, a great win. I think, would you agree with that? I, I completely agree, Rick. You really highlight some, something that really want, you know, I think is of value to, to your listeners, which is the role of the agent has never been more important than, than this time, uh, than this crisis. It, it and why, why I say that is that the, all the, the data points to when we look around consumers and how they've been impacted, consumers are, are experiencing this crisis very differently. Um, some that have had lost a job, others that have, you know, reduced uh, income or, or, or been even, you know, horribly uh, directly affected from a pandemic perspective. It, it really, the, the highlight, the differentiator of an agent is being able to provide that, understand that personalized experience and being able to understand your clients and, you know, provide tailored recommendations to get them through this crisis. And, um, and you're, you are bang on around that. We really highlight the fact that this is important time for agents to get out there, understand what their customers are going through and be able to help manage them through this process. And whether it is, you know, maybe they job and maybe they need to suspend coverage on one of their vehicles because they're not driving as much anymore for a period of time. Those are the type of things that no centralized carrier, no AI chatbot type of can yeah will be able to do more than than an agent that understands their books so uh yeah so uh, i uh, definitely a very important sentiment well and i i want to i want to take it to one more level so if i'm if i'm educating in this i'm not if you're educating my listeners on on kind of the the way the the way to maybe think about these things let's kind of take it down a different road here and, and talk about what's what, what this the impact of COVID has actually been. I'm certain you have study on market conditions, how that relates to the, the you know the, the 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 financial implications, how people are you know how it's impacting them, so that our 
our agencies, and again, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Tom, that our agencies are, they're, the differentiator for you is that personal, customized, trusted advisor role that the independent agent can, can feel. What, what, is the, what is the consumer going through right now uh, as it relates to the study, studies that you're doing, and how are they impacted by all of this? Yeah, that's a great question. It really is, um, you know, people are really experiencing this crisis in, in very different ways. Um, you know, broadly speaking, this has been a, a significant shock to the financial system. When we ask around the financial health of consumers, broadly speaking, we see over, you know, 50% of consumers report increased financial stress. We've had almost 70% of consumers report an income a decline of some sort, either wow. lose job. Seven out of, so think about that. Seven out of 10 of your customers, of your, if you're at an agency right now, your, your clients, seven out of 10 of them have experienced an income decline. So you need to value add for them. You need to be there for them. These are the kinds of things that are the opportunities as we always talk about of ways to differentiate yourself. I, I, I think that's, that is a scary number. I did not know it was that high. Yeah, it's, it's huge. Another thing that jumped out at us is almost one in three consumers have reached into their emergency savings uh, to manage wow. through this time. So it, it's, it's a difficult time, right? Um, yep. at the, you know, how does that impact consumer outlook around auto insurance? Well, as one would expect, there's been a steady rotation um, towards price, value, and savings, right? Those are when you think about the, 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 the balance between paying a premium for quality uh, versus on the other end of the spectrum, you know, price and savings, you've seen a rotation of consumers making a shift to focus more on, you know, price and price-based messages uh, have resonated more as one would expect, uh, you know, as they've tried to navigate through this, through this crisis. The, the last point that I would, you know, kind of make around this, and this is something that really jumped out at us, and I think is an important message for agents as well, is when we ask about, this gets back to what we had talked about a little bit earlier around consumer awareness. When we cut this by various brands, it was in fact agent-based carriers uh, and their consumers that reported lower levels of, of notification uh, hmm. in, in helping them be managed through this crisis. In fact, directs, uh, Direct-based consumers reported 55, 52% of them reported being contact, while only 42% for agent-based carriers. And that's something that, you know, to kind of ring the alarm about is that yeah. the, the value of an agent is really to, you know, be out there and personalize that experience. And this is, you know, I think a really important time for them to be reaching out, talk, talking to their, you know, to their book and helping them manage through all the things that they're dealing with. And, you know, some of those, those issues that we highlighted earlier. That, that's a scary number when, when you know, I mean, think about it from the perspective of the, the prospect uh, and the ungodly amount of money that's spent to get my attention again, while I'm watching my game tonight, I will see however many countless Allstate, Geico, all of these commercials and I'm not going to see one for ABC independent agent down the street. So we're, we know we're losing that, that upfront marketing battle already. But if you're losing the, I've already got you as a customer and I'm not communicating with you as much as the directs are, as it relates to major things like 
COVID-19 or anything else, um, that's a lose and we need to sh shift that. So that is a, that is a mandated thing for all of our agency people that are listening in to get, get that going. Even, even now, it's not like we're done. It's not like the pandemic is over. Uh, we're, we're, we're still right smack dab in the middle of it. Uh, okay. Yeah. One, one thing I would, I would just highlight really quickly. Yeah, for sure. Point is, um, is, you know, as much as, you know, there's an opportunity for agents, I would also encourage the agents to, to put pressure on their carrier partners to help build them into the process and a better way to manage the messaging. Um, we've seen in some of the analysis that we've done, a lot has unfairly been pushed down to agents to kind of just figure it out, right? Manage through this. Yeah. It's, and, you know, and then concurrently, they'll, they'll send out some sort of direct mailer or blast that says, you know, contact your agent for help type of situation. But carriers need to step up as well, better leverage their agents and being able to make sure that their messages are right, that they're supporting them with the tools that are necessary to help, you know, manage through this time. So uh, that would be another message. Put, put pressure on your carrier partners to be a partner. In and I, I definitely, uh, I, I couldn't agree with you anymore if I, if I had to. Like, like to me, I think that, that there's always that fine line where agencies don't want to, like they don't want to be that squeaky wheel. I'm saying that I would say, and Tom is saying what he's, what he's learning from so many consumers be the squeaky wheel, have those conversations, have those tough conversations with your carriers. They're not going to, they're going to appreciate it. They need to know from you. Uh, I can, Tom, maybe you can answer this. Tom's working with carriers right now to give them insight. Th their free insight is the insight they get from their agencies because their agencies are talking to consumers. So there's a connection there where you have the, I think not only the right, but the responsibility to be talking to your carriers, your carrier partners about how they're supporting you. And, and I want to shift right. Let's just jump into that because it's one of the questions we're, we're going to swap order here a little bit. What can carriers do to support agents? What, what should that look like currently in, in this world as, as it relates to the carriers supporting the agents, Tom? Yeah, I mean, it's a big question, right? So yeah, it's a huge question. We could do three episodes just on that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I, I think, you know, one, so one of the things that we do when you think about JD Power, we represent consumers, right? We, we survey over half a million every year and we, we pride ourselves as the voice of the consumer. As part of that, we also have become moving towards voice of the agent as well. We, we survey over 3,000 agents, every sing, independent agents every single year to get their feedback on what's working, what's not with their carrier partners and how carriers can help improve the working relationship with them. And you know, so, so a lot of what we're seeing um, and what we're hearing is directly coming back from, from agents on, on ways to better engage. Um, obviously some of the things that we talked about with COVID, um, you know, around better partnership. You know, what we've heard is, that carriers have delegated a lot of uh, responsibility to the agent without necessarily providing them all the necessary tools to help manage that process. A lot of agents that we've heard from have been, you know, kind of overwhelmed, uh, you know, during this the, during this time. And and the more that the carriers can do to step, you know, step up and, and help them through that is going to be really important. The other thing is that um, you know carriers can do a much better job 
of integrating agents into their digital prop, uh, properties. And, and what we mean by that is that, you know, 20 years ago, there was a almost a, a friction between online and offline channels, right? The, between the agents and, and digital interactions. And what has emerged is that, you know, consumers value the ability to have choice among how they interact with their insurance care. For low complexity tasks, they may want to just go online and, you know, print out their policy. If they're looking for higher levels of engagement, higher levels of uh, service and, and, and higher complexity, they still value an agent. In fact, the numbers that we look at between those customers that interact through only one channel, whether it is an agent, which is about 18% of consumers reporting, uh, or web only, which is about 20%, those that interact through both agent and digital channels have the highest levels of satisfaction. And in, in, in what, what we're seeing is that there are significant opportunities to better build agents into those digital properties. Um, this is something Tom, I think, let me let me let me cut you off here. What, when you say better, like is it like oh it's mar is it a big difference? Like as far as that the satisfaction numbers, if I'm a if I'm an agent only person with no kind of you know that's all I do or I'm web only, like what how how, how is there a significant difference? Yeah, there is. It's it's about 10, 10 points higher, ten percentage points higher. So those that interact that's those only channel have higher levels of satisfaction. So yeah, I'm like, I'm just going to say it. My first reaction is duh. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like, right. how, like we need to, we should, we know those things, but to hear you say it and to know that it's backed by hundreds of thousands of pieces of information. Uh, it, it, it tells me that if my agency isn't, modernized if i'm not leveraging technology if i am not using a if i'm not meeting today's modern consumer where they want to be met then i am not doing a service to my customers if i am uh, i'm on that path and i need to continue to go far go farther go forward as it relates to that and i think that's what those numbers tell me they more than i mean that that's the validation that i need when i say those things to agencies when i talk to them and, and I feel strongly that that's, that's another key differentiator, correct? Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah. I, it's, the, it's embracing modernity is, is basically what it is, is that um, we have a lot of data around this, but insurance over the last 20 years has evolved into more of a consumer good. And what that means is that consumers have more power in making choices around right. their policies and how they interact and uh, it is um, certainly a very big priority for agents to be able to evolve into those new realities of allowing consumers to interact with them how and when they want um, right. yep. and so yeah I think a, a big place for agents and this is something the industry has struggled with is you know how do you, how do you integrate an agent uh, just beyond having you know a kind of a uh, a business card type of place where you find their information on a website to say, okay, well, a, a customer's come to my website, whatever carrier it may be, and you know has searched. Let, let's say they're a commercial commercial lines client, 
and you do some background and find out that they're in certain industries. Well, what agents in my local community are best positioned to serve based on my background, right? And building that versus just, you know, what's your zip code and, and talk to a local agent. And, you know, you don't go out to, um, you know, uh, other retail websites and you get to a certain point and they just say, okay, you locally visit your local branch. If you have any questions, no. you don't it's shop at Nordstrom experience. and then they say, yeah, you can get that at the corner store. No, you, you, you just buy it right there. You buy it there if you have any questions or if they're out of it, right? They defer you to an expert, talk, talk right. with us and things like that. So that's going to be important. And one of the last points around this is that the, another highlight of the shift is, you know, the industry has now surpassed over $9 billion in annual advertising spend. And that's a reflection wow. of, you know, and where's where that message pointed to? It's towards the end consumer, right? Mm -hmm. Carriers recognize that it's important to be top of mind uh, in, in a marketplace for which consumers have more choice, right? And so as the industry kind of wakes up to this, uh, you know, th these, these trends, it'll be important for, you know, uh, agents to make sure that they are, are having a voice in uh, this, this omni-channel world because all the things that we talked about around how that drives to higher uh, customer satisfaction overall and the importance of that. All right. So let me, let me ask this the, sort of a follow-up question. I, I always use the term, I think that the world has been Amazoned and because I can mm -hmm. go on Amazon and click three buttons and, and I'm done. Uh, I think that's the biggest shift in our consumers is their ability to get information and get things done. What are the, like the key factors about today's consumers that I mean, I feel like they, they, they're, they're driving the ship now. Consumers are driving yeah. the ship. But what are the key factors if I'm an agency sitting back going, okay, I know I'm fighting, you know, these behemoths like the Geico's or the Allstate's or whatever, and I'm just this little, you know, shop. How do, how, do I, how do I combat that? What are the key elements, key factors I should be considering as I'm looking at things? Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting you bring up Amazon because Amazon has equally – shifted consumer expectations at the same time, right? And mm -hmm. have they, you know, made the shopping experience easier. But, you know, if you think about traditionally how various businesses they competed, whether it be on quality, whether it be on price, whether it be on service, they all competed against those on those different axes, right? If you wanted great service, you would have to go to company A. If you wanted the best price, you'd have to go to company B. And if you wanted great service, you'd have to come to company C. Well, Amazon has brought that all under the same umbrella. Yeah, you yeah so true. High quality at lower prices. And that is shifting consumer expectations, not only among retail, but broadly across many different interactions around you know, being able to have everything that they want. And so from an, from an agent perspective, it is finding a, a carrier partner share in the vision for where you're trying to take your agency, right? Some of the things that we see around commitment to markets, uh, ease of doing business, right? So the more time that you're spending uh, from an agent perspective, dealing with back office things between a carrier, the less time that you're out there either servicing existing client or generating new business, right? So finding carriers that, 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 that share in that partnership and help be a collaborative partner for So them. I want to translate what you just said, Tom. It sounds to me like you just said, 
everyone should be using Vertifor technology. Is that, did I, did I mistranslate that? Was that? <laughs> I'll, take, <laughs> I'll take the fifth on that one. Yes. No, uh, I'm kidding, but, but that's exactly right. That's, if, you're, if your people are uh, you know, quadruple entering or even double entering information and they're not talking to customers or selling insurance or working on the insurance part of the business, they're busy in the, the back end, you're not going to get it done. You, you need, you need the time back in your day. So technology is one of the, obviously I, I'm, I'm half joking when I say that, but technology <laughs> is, is obviously one of the ways that agencies can streamline their efficiency and be more off operationally uh, on, on it. And, and okay, go on. I, I, I interrupted, but what else? No, no, no I, I mean, just to reinforce that, I mean, one, one statistic that we, uh, got from our agent uh, survey was that two thirds of agents reported not being able to manage their entire client relationship uh, uh, across lines of business uh, on a carrier dashboard. Right. So wow. what that means is they they have to navigate off of it. That it's not a seamless experience. It's it's kind of oriented in the way that the business is used to be versus how how consumers expect to interact today. So. Um, yeah, I mean, find find those part find those carriers that um, that that value the partnership. You know, on the personal line side, certainly things around service. We hear on the commercial line side, we hear things around quote speed and and and, and, and commitment to markets and things like that. So, um, in finding people, in once you know, one of the other things is just making sure that someone qualifies for a policy, right? So, finding those carriers that you know will be able to take you know a unique underwriting risk on certain uh, certain people because the ability to bring them in in the door and close them is a challenge without without running yeah no kidding barrier problems so yeah i mean that that's going to be and some of that is pretty straightforward i mean it's just finding those carriers that are easy to do business with and we see it we see a direct correlation between higher levels of agent satisfaction and their willingness to place business with those carriers. So not only is it in your interest as an agency, it's in the carrier's interest too, to make your life as easy as possible. So if, if, if you're not satisfied, let them know, or you know, find someone else that does better meet, you, meet what you're looking for. And it is your responsibility as an agent to have those conversations with your carriers. They are carrier partners and they need to be both sides. It needs to be a two-way street that you're working for each other. I think that's great information. Tom, I, there's so much more we could dig into. In fact, I'm just going to, I'm going to put you on the spot right now and say, can, well, can we have you back and we can do like a 2.0 of this thing and get more intel from you? Like maybe, maybe yeah. after the new year. Yeah, more than happy to. Right, that would be great. Uh, so I want to I want to say want to save just enough room here. If people are interested, I mean, this is great intel. It's great information. And again, a lot of us sort of know what we know. There's there's the the level of like myself who is talking to agencies, so I'm getting that. Uh, I am a consumer, so I understand that. Um, then there's the the agents who have their own little world and their customers that they're hearing from. But to hear it from your such a, a broad swath of information is it's so impactful and I'm so appreciative that you could be here. If they want more, they want to kind of follow along is the best way to get you sort of a, a follow on LinkedIn and, and look at your content or what's the, what's the best approach here for you to, if people yeah. want to kind of stay, stay in a conversation with you. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, two, two things. One is I would always welcome people to follow me on LinkedIn. I try to post interesting content that we're seeing as we're always out there gathering new insight yeah. and 
points of data I think will be of value. The other is that we do field this, um, this agent survey every year. We do it in partnership with the big I. Uh, so for that are um, able to, would, would welcome their participation because that feedback then goes directly to the carriers around how they can improve their relationships with you, the agents. So, so yeah, that, that would be two areas that would greatly appreciate. That. I love that. And I think you'll probably get some of our, our people obviously are in tune with what's going on and that would be awesome. Uh, so again, it's Tom Super. Everybody connect with him on LinkedIn. Uh, he does, uh, we're, we're connected and he puts great content out there. Uh, and I will just ask the last question that I always ask Tom which is that it's the, it's the time capsule question. So we're gonna take this next little bit right here that you say, and we're gonna bury it. And someone's gonna dig it up in a month or in a year or in five years. What is Tom Super's one big piece of advice for the insurance industry? My one big piece of advice would be prepare now for the autonomous vehicle disruption that is taking oh. place. And the short answer to it is this, that. 80% of all new vehicle sales have some form of ADAS, autonomous vehicle technology, whether it's lane departure, uh, uh, you know, collision avoidance technologies, those types of things. The disruption is happening now between those vehicles on the road, those that have the technologies, those that don't. How do you repair those when they are in accidents? How do you know that they've been calibrated by your repair shops correctly? That this disruption is is happening now. It's going to become even more complex uh, in the next three to five years, uh, even before we get to a full autonomy future that you know everyone talks about. We're seeing disruption now, and it's something to be really cautious of as it drives up higher complexity, higher cost, and other factors across the industry. So, just one more thing we're going to talk about on the next podcast because that's very very interesting, and I always I. I want to learn more about that. So another differentiator from Tom Super, he's get, he gave you plenty of nuggets. Now it's up to you to take all this information, take it back to you, your job, your day, your agency, and put some things into play. Tom, again, thank you so much. We appreciate you. We will do this again. And uh, again, thank you so much. Yeah, Rick, thank you. It's a pleasure. So everybody tuned in, uh, I am humbled by all the support we get, especially on LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow me if you are not already. And I answer every single direct uh, message that I get on LinkedIn, as long as it's not a solicitation, unless it's a solicitation to be on some other podcast. Uh, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. We will see you next week. Thanks again to our guest, Tom Super, Dylan Braun, who does an excellent job of producing this for us. And we will see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast and tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. You can find more episodes at vertifor.com under the resources tab or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it on social and spread the word. Don't forget to join in on the conversation and recommend future guests by messaging us at Vertifor.